Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the True Achievements podcast. It's hot. <laughs> so damn hot in our office today. We turn the fans off because otherwise you get hum noise, but it means I'm sitting here uh, dripping, <laughs> which is a wonderful image for you all to have. I'm here with Dave. Hello. Hi, Dave. Is it hot there? Yeah, absolutely boiling. Okay, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I was imagining it's still raining, though. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, and Jack's here too. Hello. Hello. You know it's hot because you're sat next to me. Yeah. Too hot. It's the Crew 2 week, sort of. We missed last week because we had some technical issues. So we're going to talk about the Crew 2 this week. Dave, you doing the review? Hi. How are you finding it? Enjoyable. I find it a bit of the kind of jack of all trades, master of none type mm-hmm. thing. I know what you mean. Because there's so much to do in the game. It's really fun that you can just jump around and do like a, a street car race, then go driving like a an open wheeled racing car around a city and then jump into a plane and then a boat. And there's so much to do. But then I don't find it, any of them to be like particularly amazing. You know, like the, the racing is probably the best part, as in the, the cars is probably the best handling wise, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Found the planes quite easy, but they're quite repetitive because it's like you're just kind of doing these little challenges where it's like, right, do a loop de loop, do a, a knife flight, do this. And like the, f- the first few times I found they were quite interesting, but it's just the same thing over and over again. So they get a bit repetitive. And I just find the boats. The handling is just atrocious. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. You got because it's got a weird thing. You got to, I can't remember what the word is, but you got to lean back on the left stick to kind yes. of raise the front of your boat to build up a bit of speed, which That's makes it hard also to steer. the stick that you're steering with. So it's really twitchy. I found. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I found that too. We should probably back up and give a little bit of summary of the game. So it's across it's across the whole of the US. There's a bit. a big old map, and there's four main disciplines. Um, or fam- they're called families, which is slightly odd. So there's a bit of a storyline going through it. I'll be honest and say I've skipped most of that. <laughs> Shocking. <isn't it? laughs> storylines in racing games generally are not brilliant. So, yeah, there's four disciplines, and they they open up different races, um, but each of those four disciplines is split into different race types. So you'll have your off-road, which has got like massive um, Jeeps and things like that where you're completely off-road as, as the name suggests um and then you've got like street racing where you'll have sports cars and other sorts of cars but you've also got motorbikes in the off-road section you've got monster trucks in that so within each of those different families there are different vehicle types as well yeah, and you can drifting. you can buy you get given um, vehicles for the first four i think for free and then you can buy vehicles or you have to buy vehicles to participate in the rest and, the, and more and more unlock as you increase in followers so as a lot of the game is about generating followers which you get by winning races or doing cool things just by driving around and does but it- i found i didn't drive around the actual map between races at all no i, I used the um, menu system to find the next race at all times it just seems way quicker yeah. um, and there's just so many races that you wouldn't want to be driving you know that is the map is the whole of the u.s obviously it's not to scale but um it's a big old map to drive across if you just wanted to go do a race on the other side of it you'd be be driving for a very long time um just just between the races so the best way to do it is to just go to the menus and and find the next activity that's available to you and go and do that um i know what you mean though i I did find the handling quite tricky in, in some of the vehicles but i did i did really like the variety of getting in a plane and doing some stuff and getting in a boat and doing some stuff there's some like um, I can't remember what they're called, but they're really sort of small. Yeah, like, like the flat bottomed ones, you can kind of yeah. jump over land and stuff. And that's yeah. right, and they go over bits of land. They're quite good fun. Well, um, when when you can when so like the, you do these races and you build up like a percentage, and it's there's like a boss in there for each of these sections or families, or whatever they call. So when you beat the, I don't know what that section's called, but where you're doing like the monster trucks and crazy flips and stuff like that, and you unlock a hovercraft, that's pretty cool. Racing around in the hovercraft is, is quite fun. Wicked. But I tell you, um, my but, biggest thing but, with the game, and it's, it's so, kind of links in with what you're saying about driving across the map, but there's one race in it that is about a 30-minute race where you go all the way from one side of the map to the other. It's absolutely mahoosive. 
and and you're going over like freeways and then small little streets and winding roads and stuff and the game has no option of like a navigation marker or even there's no braking line so that's fine if they didn't want to put a braking line thing in that's fine don't do it but there's no navigation thing so you, there's like in the career one they kind of hovered above which was quite unique rather than it being on the road like most games do this has got nothing and then so you've got to keep looking at the mini map all the time yeah. it's kind of like a gta style little yeah, circle exactly in the corner like that, yeah the roads are marked in white, and the route you go going down, or route for our American friends, is a, <laughs> multilingual a, podcast. This is week. a pale blue, so it's a nightmare trying to sit. And when you go in, like you're racing on these roads with other cars, you know, coming the other direction and trees and stuff yeah. that you can hit. There's no rewind function, so if yeah, you that's go off the, the big road. Thing. It's like wow. So I think that's all fine when you're racing three, four minute races. And if you, you, you know, so you might go, go and be going across an intersection at like 150 <laughs> and then a car will just be going across the other, in the other direction and you have no option but to hit it. And that was a random event um, that may or may not happen. And then that's completely screwed your race. So you're not going to win that race. So to go back and restart it, it's not a big deal. You just press Y, um, you go back to the beginning. But if you're 28 minutes through a 30 minute race, yeah, I don't think that's acceptable. <laughs> no, it's t- and you got you've got to finish in the top three. I've d- done it once, and I was like way last. I was playing it pretty late. Probably didn't help. The rubber banding as well is pretty crazy in the game. Yeah, the rubber banding is crazy. I totally agree with that. Also, I think it seems to me that a lot of the races have shortcuts. Yeah, and it's about trying to find those shortcuts and remembering them because you you can gain a few seconds if you can get a good shortcut. So with it being quite open world, could you literally go as for crow flies across? You, across you can't because the checkpoints are all, all along the way. Uh, okay. And as Dave said, if the checkpoints were highlighted in the sky, you could get a general idea of the direction you need to go yeah. in. Even if you had something like the indicators flashing for when you needed to take a turn or something on. It's not yeah, too it's, bad. Unlike the smaller races, it's not too bad because they might be separated by like three, 400 yards. But on this massive race, and there's a few of them, the uh, like they're like three miles apart, but you've got to go winding and you know come off freeways at a particular exit and stuff like that. Yeah, so you've got it's to be constantly looking at your mini map. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all that, and it's also got a slightly weird upgrade system. So when you finish a race and if you win it, it will drop loot, um, which are basically car upgrades, uh, sort of just near you when you finish the race. So you can go and pick those up. Um, but if you forget to pick them up, and sometimes they won't even be visible, they get they get delivered to the HQ of the family where that discipline is, and they're put in a mailbox somewhere. It's just really weird. That whole system is really weird. So you can then go and it's really easy. You just go to the car menu, you can upgrade the car, and there's seven different um, parts of the car that you can upgrade. But there's 15 different upgrade slots for each part. Yeah. And there's, I don't know how many cars there are in the game. There's achievement for getting all uh, getting 30 cars, but I imagine there's probably something like 60. Well, this is vehicles, not just cars. Um, and each one of those has all these different slots to upgrade. And I found that quite a lot of the time, I'm not powerful enough to win the race. I need to be at least five or six points above the recommended level. Yeah. But you can't use any of the money you earn to go and buy upgrades. You yeah. can only get upgrades through winning the races that you're not powerful enough to win. Or you can buy a better vehicle, I guess, is the next option. Can so you go I, back well, to the races you've already done? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. yes, and you can do them on hard mode as well, but that's super hard. Okay. I don't know whether you can re-earn the followers from a race you've already done. It just feels like a bit of a chore, doesn't it? Because it feels like you've got to play a race to almost lose it, then go back to another race and redo one you've already done to get parts again. Then. I think that's probably the biggest thing for me that, like, I purchased a really super powered Ferrari or something. Probably it was like the highest in the game. Yeah. And because I, I think I'm not 100 percent sure, do you know like these parts that you unlock, like these loot things, they they kind of spread across the family. I think because I've noticed sometimes I'll have like say I've unlocked it in a plane, all three planes will show that I've got bonuses ready, even though I've never. Oh, I didn't them. know that. Okay. But once you kind of lock them in, you've used them. So the really high powered car, I've got to go then go back and do previous races. Do you know if I want to upgrade that one, it's just super annoying. We're giving it quite a lot of negative points. It's I think it's fun. Like I, oh, I played fun. it for probably about twenty, no, under twenty four hours. Probably about eighteen hours or something like that, and I've had a lot of fun with it. 
there's you don't get bored because there's so many different types of races, but it's definitely not perfect. And I think Forza Horizon is kind of that standard for open world races in my eyes now. Yeah, I really appreciate what they've tried to do with it, like the variety of the different things. I really enjoyed that. For the first five hours, I absolutely loved all of it, really. I was winning the races. I was, you know, um, really enjoying the variety of the stuff. There's some really neat little skill challenges, so you have to do different things for each vehicle type, and you can go off and you've got to escape, so you've got to get as far as you possibly can from a certain point when you go through it in a, in a short amount of time, or you've got to do, like, chicane gates. Yeah. Uh, and all that stuff's brilliant and there's hundreds of those things to do and they're all, all worth a tiny little percentage point towards your 100 percent on each discipline and that's the pro- i think that's the main problem like there's just too much there's the first five hours i reckon i got i don't know maybe 10 achievements and then since then the next five i don't think i've earned a single one <laughs> it's just like they throw them at you at the beginning and then there's just a huge amount of grind in order to get to the the seventy percent you need on each of the on each of the families. The there's no um, online, you know, like PvP, so you can't, you know, say you've done all the races, you can't go and race other people, in the, you know, to try and build up stuff. You can only play with friends. So I think, that, I think that's coming later on, but that was okay. a, that was a feature that was in the crew one at the start. So you know, that's a bit of a. So you can crew up. We have not managed to do it because we were watching football all the time or too <laughs> drunk or too depressed or too happy or <laughs> too out of it to know what was going on. Um, have you managed to do that yet? Have you managed to grow no, up with anyone? That's what okay, let's do, do that. Let's do that this weekend. Oh, there's more football. Yeah. Um, at least at some point tomorrow before, before the game. <laughs> yeah. We're going to crew up and try a bit of that stuff. There's a couple of achievements tied to being in a crew. So um, I don't know how any of that works, but it looks relatively straightforward. That's there are people on your map that are clearly online players. Yeah. At all times, so you can't seem to really interact with them. I, I don't, I don't know. I've seen some like around some of the hubs, but they just kind of disappear and float off in the world. One thing that is really cool that I forgot to mention: some of the races. Um, one of the big features about the crew that we sort of like played when we were doing, I think, at Gamescom last year is in the open world you can just switch between a plane and a car and a boat instantly. It's just like push yeah, down on the, the D pad, yeah, and it does it. Um, there's some races that kind of do this that I think are pretty cool. So you'd be racing in a boat and then you'll do a jump in a boat and all of a sudden you'll be on land on like a motorbike and you've got to go and complete Yeah, that is section. pretty cool. But they don't seem to make enough of that. Like, I think there's four of these like big live event things that are fine yeah. maybe. And then the final boss of each of these sections is um, I think that was really underused because that's probably like it's one of its most unique features that it could have done more of. Yeah, a quick mention of something else annoying is the photos. So you have to you have to take photos of different things. And as you're driving around the city, and normally it's when I'm in a race because I don't really drive around the city at all, um, a little thing will pop up saying, oh, photo opportunity nearby. And it will have like a pun name normally, which gives you a clue as to what you've got to take a picture of. You can press Y and you can then move into photo mode, but... It only gives you quite a small area around your car of wherever it is at that point, and yet the the photo opportunity thing seems to pop up within sort of fifteen miles of the things you need to take a picture of. <laughs> so I, I've spent some time because there's an achievement tied to getting forty of these, I think. Yeah. Um, I've spent some time like just stop the game, go into photo mode. You you know you can move the camera around. It's quite it's sort of standard photo mode that you have in games these days. Um, but just not being able to see what I'm supposed to take a picture of anywhere, and then you just waste sort of. 10 minutes just <laughs> looking around the scenery that for a, a, an antelope or it's just, it's just weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, a, there's an achievement tied to that and there's a whole load of um, percentage towards your family score tied to those in each of the, each of the things. So I'm not, not a big fan of that. No, and some of them like don't seem to work. There was one that I got when I was in a monster truck. It said, do a flip in a monster oh, truck. Yeah. So I did the flip, and while I'm upside down in a monster truck at, like, off, off a ramp, went into photo mode, looking at the monster truck, and it's like, nope. Really? <laughs> it it kind of glows green when you've got the photo that you need to do. So it's like, yeah, you've got a monster truck, but it's not doing a flip. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm The only one I have got is a really cool one. So there's a, there's a motorbike level. Uh, well, there's lots of them, but there's one particular race where it's at night, um, and you have to take a picture of you with the moon behind you or, or going off a jump. So it looks like a scene from E.T. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty cool. That's the only one I've got. And if they're all like that, then fair play. But uh, it's just like the map's so vast. 
Yeah. Um, it's like you'd be, you'd be do, do, driving through the country and you'd be like, oh, take a picture of a bear and then you like try to zoom around looking for Yeah, where's bear. the bear? Like, well, <laughs> bear could be hundreds of miles away. Um, anyway, a mixed bag, but um, certainly enjoyable. The completions could be hard. I don't know how far you are through it now. Um, I'm over halfway. I right, just but you've put in 18 hours, so it's, it's quite a lot. It says you've played 24 hours. Oh, but I imagine it's some it's of that's time. 24 hours, and I did fall asleep playing it one night. Excellent. So I'm about, I, I probably tried to play it after England Columbia. <laughs> yeah, I did not do insane. well. Some of the um, there's like a, a super sports car section. I mean, the, the, the variety of racing is really good. Like for it's pretty much every single possible race type of any vehicle you can think of is in this game, and there's some really super like fast sports car things. Uh, and I was trying to do that after a couple of periods. I was I was eighth by a long, long, long way, even after the first lap. Really, really tricky racing. Uh, you've got 19 achievements out of 34, so you've still got loads to do. Yeah, mm. there's a couple of t- tied to the being in a crew, isn't there? Yeah, there's two. There's some, like, there's some that I'd, I'd maybe glitched, I think, because when you uh, some of these checkpoints and things that you go through, like a speed camera, and it'll challenge you to beat a friend's score, which I've done. And... Uh, didn't get the achievement for that one, so I don't know. There's a, a bit of photos and stuff that I've got to hunt around. And... Yeah, you haven't got many photo ops. A mere 10 out of... No, less than that. 8 out of 40 you've got. <laughs> to do with that. Okay, anyway, I don't know whether it's a recommend or not. There's a lot of racing games out this year. Recketeers yeah, coming I, soon. I, I think if you're a back. racing fan, it's worth playing, but like, I it's not like Farza Horizon, you'd recommend it to anybody just because it's amazing, but... I think this is if you're a racing fan, it's worth checking out. But yeah, I, yeah, I if mean, if you played the beta, it it's probably worth mentioning actually. If you played the beta, the graphics seem like a massive step up um, for for me when I was playing it on my Xbox One X. It looks stunning; like, it's really, really pretty game. Um, I didn't notice that as much in the beta, so I think they've in- improved that, especially on the X. I don't know whether it, you played. Did you play on both versions? Yeah, both the, the one version, the normal Xbox One, didn't particularly look amazing like the cars and stuff look great but the scenery like you know you drive through a town and it just looks like cardboard cutouts yeah and these people walking the streets that kind of just i don't know just look like zombies and things it, it not <laughs> convincing um but it looks good on the x doesn't it i think we can yeah agree on that front. yeah when you're okay. out in the wild the scenery is amazing during the trees and stuff it's just yeah, awesome. yeah it's pretty and the sea the sea effects are pretty cool for the boat stuff Right, let's talk about, Jack, you put in Rise of the Tomb Raider in text, which suggests to me that you want to talk about it, even though you haven't read Yeah, I just wanted to give it a really quick mention, to be honest, because I played it on Game Pass. Uh, we didn't record last week, but um, the week before, and I played through the story, and it was amazing. I don't know how I missed it. So was that the Excellent. first in the reboot, no, or was that the second one? So this is the second in the reboot, and it looked phenomenal. Um, the story it's wasn't recently actually, had a patch, wasn't it, for X? Yeah, yeah. The story wasn't too bad either. I actually followed the story, which is very rare in a game. But I just went through the kind of main campaign. I didn't worry about the optional tombs or anything. But I had a real good time playing it, and I'm actually excited for the next one that's coming out in September. So wicked! You should go back and play the first one because that's really good. Yeah, I've gone back to the first one actually because I hadn't played that at all, and it feels um, it, it's, you can definitely see why they've made improvements in the second one, just kind of control scheme changes and some core mechanics. Um, it's good though, and it's on Game Pass, so if you haven't played it, make sure you do. Um, the combat's good, isn't it? And the mm. way you move around the environment's really cool. Yeah, I uh, tried to be as stealthy as possible, so I was using the bow and arrow for most of yeah. it. No, that definitely helps. I'm really pays off, that yeah. It just yeah. felt like... There's some really good set pieces as well, where you've got like lots of enemies, you've got to really think about how you're going to tackle these. Yeah, well, just... You have to go and pick like bits of Mm-hmm. Um, like cans of petrol up and yeah. set a fire off in one part and then go and shoot some people with bows in another part. And Yeah, I loved the idea of the optional tombs as well. And I think the first one you come across, it's a frozen waterfall with a um, like a galleon hanging over the edge of it. And you've got to kind of try and climb up onto it. And it just feels really, um, really kind of Indiana Jonesy how it should feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Quality. Okay, I'm going to go back and play that game. I'm going to make some time this weekend, I think, because I never finished it. I got stuck, and I want to see what... I remember it was one of the first things they were showing off when the X came out, the, yeah. 
the upgraded graphics so i, I will probably go back I, th- I think i'm at least halfway through that game so i will i'll invest the time yeah i think it only took me about um it was maybe eight to ten hours to get through oh, okay it's pretty the sure. main story and that was the hardest difficulty so, yeah. say, <laughs> just to throw that out there for a minute. Yeah, just on that, I've probably played it on easy and I got stuck after an hour. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the streams. We've um, got quite a few to talk about today. Uh, let's start with Grab the Bottle. Yeah, so this isn't a game about drinking, as the name suggests, oh, unfortunately. I'd have, I'd have already maxed this yeah, if it was. It's a puzzle game and it's quite similar to Snake. So you're you have a hand in the level and you push the A button and then the arm starts moving forward and you're using the right stick to control it. And you've got to control it through the level. You've got to pick up all of the collectibles and then get to a finishing point in the level. And at that point, you've completed the level. Um, but the arm can't cross over itself or cross through objects. So you'll have like tables and chairs and stuff in the level that you've got to avoid. Um, but there are things that you can grab so the arm only moves forward until you grab something, at which point it kind of rewinds itself through the environment. So you need to utilize the different things you can grab in the environment to kind of path yourself around in such a way that you can either move objects, interact with objects, and or kind of touch collectibles, and then still get to the end of a level. So it became quite tricky in some levels because you're almost tying yourself in knots and if you <laughs> go in a certain way you'll cut off a potential path you could take later on um it did have a cool feature but if you failed a level so many times you could um use a indestructible mode so your hand could touch as many things as it needed to and you wouldn't die <laughs> that sounds very okay. is there any penalty for that um so if you hand i don't know if there's a penalty for it actually um didn't have to use that one, but usually if your hand hits a wall or an object more than three times, it restarts the level for you. Okay. Um, How many and, levels were we talking? Uh, whew, don't know, to be honest. Um, we got through quite a few of them, and it, it was a bit weird. You kind of went through the stages of life. So you started off as a baby, and you were grabbing a bottle with milk in. Then you progressed to a teenager, and you're grabbing a bottle of pop. Then I guess you progressed to an adult, and you're grabbing beer at that point. Excellent. It was, okay. it was interesting, though. Um, very cheap for what it was. Okay, how much? I think it's about four quid. Okay. You got four achievements for 240 gamer scores, some pretty hefty gamer score achievements in there. Um, probably reasonably easy to complete then if it's just a simple puzzle mm-hmm. game, we'd imagine. Cool. And then you played Atomine. Yes, Atomine. This was a roguelike twin-stick shooter. It was kind of a futuristic style. You were looking down, almost an isometric view. You had kind of pillars in the levels, little enemies spawning. Um, it randomly create the levels. So you'd start off in one room and there'd be a small doorway, either to the north, south, east or west, that you could go through. The levels weren't particularly big. Um, you had to kill all the enemies in the level at that point it spawn a portal on your character and you could stand on that portal to progress to the next level. Or you could explore the environment and see if there are any power-ups or kind of pickups that you could get for your character. If you died, it restarted you from the beginning um, and it seemed to keep some of the perks, but not all of them. But it was, it was quite cool. Every time you took a hit, there was kind of a glitch effect that happened on the screen as well. And it just felt really polished and nice, actually, but very okay. difficult. Oh, I like twin stick shooters. It's probably uh, all worth, got, worth a shot. You got five achievements for 140, uh, 105 gamer scores, so not too bad. And then something that lots of people have been looking forward to is Luminaire's Remastered. So this is a puzzle game, and it's a little bit Tetrisy in the... Mm-hmm. Respect, you've got shapes, so like quad, quadrilateral shapes that fall from the top of the screen, and you've got control of those, and you can put them where you want on a grid. And it's all about making groups of two by two blocks that are the same colors. So you're primarily, I think I only saw two colors, two different colors on the screen at once. So it starts off in it was either white or red. And if you get a group of two by two, there's a line that moves across the screen from left to right. And when that moves over that group, it will combo it and remove it from the grid, kind of queue it up. And that's the point at which it caches your points into the score. 
Um, so it was quite interesting. And it became a bit strategic because if you had a big combo kind of going, it was better, but it hadn't formulated it into a proper combo yet, it was better to leave the line so it'd move across it. Then it'd give you more time to place more pieces to extend that group and get even more points for when the line crossed those shapes again for the second time. So the line, when it got to the right-hand side of the screen, it started the left again and just rinse and repeat. Um, it's a really cool concept, though, and it's not something I've played before. Um, but okay. it worked really well, and I can see why it's been remastered. It just works. It reminded um, had... me a bit of Jumbo Chime Sharp that we played, or you played yes. on stream. Yes. That was similar, wasn't it? Like the line going across and trying to build mm. groups yeah. of shapes. Yeah, very similar to that. And then it had a load of other modes chucked in as well. So you had a timed mode. Um, there was a puzzle mode. The puzzle mode was cool. It gave you a shape at the start. So it'd be like just something made up of quads, like a shape of a dog or whatever. And you've got to try and make that shape out of the pieces in the level. So you've got to combo certain things together and kind of get the pieces in the right order. And that was good fun. There were tons of those levels. It's about a hundred of them. And then it got onto hard levels, which we hadn't mm-hmm. hadn't even unlocked. But, so deep, deep yeah, game. Really good though. Good fun. Okay, four achievements for seventy-five game score in your time. Three people that are out of six hundred and three have completed it. So it's a pretty tricky completion, and it's currently got a TA of seven thousand five hundred and thirty. So uh, good value for money there, and decent TA. For your twelve pounds, if you choose to buy it, uh, it is Xbox One X enhanced. Did you notice the enhancements? I don't know what you can really enhance, but <laughs> good. Shout okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, you played Mace. Yeah. So this was a classic two D space shooter. You're moving up the screen, shooting enemies. It was pretty much what you'd expect. You shot enemies. Sometimes they'd spawn power ups or drop health. You'd pick those up and slowly kind of get more powerful yourself um, you'd get more weapons like your bullets would split into two or um, three shots at once stuff like that uh, it was very tough at the start and we had it on the normal difficulty to start with. then we dropped it down to easy and it just felt super difficult I think that's Even easy. yeah it, it, easy wasn't too bad but normal it seemed like a massive jump and I don't know if that's because the levels were quite long as well and you're quite limited on health. So you had a health bar of 10 blocks, so you could take 10 hits, and you had, I think it was four lives initially. Um, and when your health bar went down, you obviously lost a life. And as soon as you lost all of your lives, it was back to the start again. There was no level select from what I could see. Um, I don't know if there was a zone select because we did just manage to finish the first zone after the hour. Um, it was... Definitely difficult though, and it did start. It felt like we'd experienced most of the game in the first kind of ten minutes or so, because the levels didn't really change, the environment didn't seem to change, and it felt a bit anticlimactic because all the enemies were just kind of small enemies. You got to the end of a level, and there's a lull in enemies, and you're thinking, "Oh, a big boss is going to come along here. It's going to be tough, or whatever." And the level would just end, and you'd continue on to the next one. <laughs> so. It, it okay. definitely got more fun towards the end, though, as we started picking up more power-ups. So initially, it was just one like one shot. And then we also found out we could use the left and right bumpers to switch weapons, ah, which made it a little bit easier as well. Okay, I might check that out. Uh, you got two achievements for 150 Gs. Uh, yesterday, Ollie and I played Next Up Hero, which is a sort of cutesy, isometric slash em up I suppose. You choose a character at the beginning... Um, and there are you. You start with I think four to choose from. Uh, they all have different weapons and a secondary weapon as well. And you go into a, a small world where there are a number of enemies that you have to kill before it unlocks the exit. It uh, three I think three of the enemies had or three of the characters had um, like close combat weapons, melee weapons, whereas the other one had ranged weapon. And it was far more fun playing as a ranged attacker because. Um, the enemies you were fighting against, there was many of them and they were all <laughs> sort of clustered around together. So as soon as you got in the middle of that with a melee weapon, you were in a bit of trouble. It has local co-op, but it also has online co-op. Uh, you can, at the start of the level, there are three ghosts 
that are one sort of just sat on the floor. They're sort of it's quite hard to describe. They're other characters, but they have died, and you can resurrect them by holding the Y button, and they sort of they fight with you, but they don't really seem to do any damage at all. They're, it's more of a distraction, I guess, than an actual attacking force. It was okay. There, it was very samey. All the worlds looked very similar. Uh, there's a whole host of different challenges you can do. There are more character worlds, characters to unlock as you kill enemies. They drop uh, points and um, tokens and things that you can then use to ma- power up your characters and unlock the expert characters further down the line. It was okay. I didn't particularly think it was brilliant. We played some stuff online. It was quite difficult. We got five achievements for 70 game score. I'm not really sure what sort of person this would appeal to, but there were people in the chat that really liked it. So there are people out there that love this game. Uh, next up here, check it out if you are interested. And following that, we played yet another Zombie Defense HD, which is a, I suppose, a tower defense game. You start off with a pistol and you're in a level where there is a street light as the only source of light and then zombies gradually appear and you shoot them and as you shoot them they will drop um, more weapons or cash or um, other power-ups that you can use so faster reloading or faster movement um, invulnerability invisibility various other power-ups and the idea is to just last as long as you possibly can that's the endless mode there's also some other modes so there's like a one which has a night cycle so it has different waves almost like a horde mode um, and at the end of each wave, you have you can pick up cash as you kill the zombies. So you can then go and buy better weapons or buy like turrets or uh, wooden barricades to stop the zombies coming closer to you. Uh, it, the interesting thing about this game is it has local co-op, but it also has co-op up to, I think, four players. And the achievements don't seem to scale with the number of players. So to get the achievements, I think you will find it much easier if you've got more people. There are achievements for reaching a certain amount of time before dying, various other bits and bobs. Reasonably enjoyable game, actually. I think Ollie and I had quite a lot of fun playing this one. We got eight achievements for 210 gamer score. Uh, if it's cheap, I recommend picking it up, especially if you can play it couch co-op with people. I don't think it has online co-op, though, just couch. Next week, we are playing What the Box, which looks bizarre and quite interesting. Uh, Wheel Wheel Spin Frenzy, Battle Knights, and Slime San Super Slime Edition. That's not easy to say. (laughs) Um, As usual, we will be giving away copies of all those games during the streams on our Mixer channel at mixer.com forward slash true gaming network. We had a question, Dave, about our Mixer streams. We did from Adam L. He asked, I recently started to watch the Mixer streams. You guys usually do giveaways during your streams. Can you give us a quick overview of Mixer, benefits of subbing, it's on our platforms, etc. Thank you. Sure. So Mixer is a streaming platform that is relatively new. It was called Beam originally when it first launched. It is a rival to Twitch, uh, which is probably the most famous uh, streaming platform there is. But recently, more and more people have been moving over to Mixer that are big um, Twitch streamers. The benefits of using Mixer, it has a mode called FTL, which is faster than light, uh, which basically means that pretty much as you stream, the person viewing is only around half a second delay as to you streaming it, whereas Twitch can be up to 30 seconds, which obviously makes the chat and any sort of interactivity with people watching the game um, far more slick, much faster, much more intuitive, much more enjoyable, really. They are also very tech focused so Microsoft bought them before the name changed to Mixer and uh, I think that's helped them invest a lot of money into the backbone of the system the features that they're adding all the time Uh, so yeah I think it's probably already more feature rich than Twitch is uh, in a very short space of time so we we use Mixer because it's also featured on the Xbox itself so there's a, a dashboard tab on your Xbox which has people that are streaming currently Got some really neat tech. So there are, uh, what are they called? Hype zone channels, which are based on a particular game. So there are two channels at the moment, one for PUBG and one for Fortnite, I think. They added right. um, Rainbow Six recently as well. Oh, and Rainbow Six. Okay, so basically they will collate all of the people that are playing that game together and they'll use 
some intelligence to work out who's at an interesting point in the game. And they'll, the channel will focus on that person until they die or until they become less interesting or until something else happens in another channel that's way more interesting and then they'll flip over to the other one. And it's quite interesting watching people on these hype zone channels because normally you can see you can see them they're playing they're used to playing in front of say 10 people viewing and as soon as they get on the hype zone channel that will rock it up to a thousand viewers so they just absolutely lose their minds <laughs> while still trying to play PUBG. it's really good so um uh, plus there's also mixer and interactivity in some games in fact, um, Next Up Hero was supposed to have some, but we couldn't get it working. Mixer was having a few issues yesterday. <laughs> I've been raving about it. But generally, as a platform, it's been brilliant. We've been there since the start, uh, and we've really enjoyed it. Um, so big up the Mixer. As for the benefits of subbing, we do a regular giveaway in every stream we do. So every game we play, we will give away a copy of that game. And that's open to anyone that's following the channel. So to follow the channel, you just click the follow button. doesn't cost you anything. Basically means you'll get notified every time we go live. But if you sub to the channel, which you can do by paying, I think it's $6 a month, you get various perks. So first of all, you're able to enter our subscriber raffles, which obviously there's far less people enter those. And that is for a choice of games from our massive sack of game codes. How many games have we got in there now, Dave? Over 200. Got to be over 200 now. Yeah, okay. So you get a choice of 200 games if you win that. And generally, there's, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 people that enter those each each week. That's on the Thursday. Um, you get special use of icons that no one else can use in the chat. What are the other benefits of subbing? You get um, a bot command if you choose Ooh. to. Yes, you can have a special command that only you can use. Um, and you can tell us what you want it to be. Uh, you get different colored uh, text on your gamer tag. And I think you get early access to some mixer features. Like you I think do. this week they launched a new design for the yeah, it looks great, actually. the web version. And I, I don't think that's everybody. I think you've either got to be a mixer pro, so that's paying money directly to mixer to kind of support them. Or by subbing to a channel, I think is the only way you can actually get an early preview of that new design. And I, I think it looks a lot neater. It looks really nice. Yeah, it's really, really slick. Uh, also... If they ever add advertising, you won't see ads, <laughs> which they have been talking about adding ads for the last two years, but it's still not happening. So they're obviously more interested in um, in promoting the tech and, and getting the user base up. So you won't see ads like you you do on Twitch, which is another benefit. And you Plus, can... you can watch it directly on your Xbox ta- um, dash without launching another separate app, which is quite cool. Yeah. And we're sometimes featured yeah. on there too, which is pretty nice. There are apps for all phones, and um, it's built into your Xbox, so it's pretty sweet. All right, let's move on to some site news, Dave. All right, so the first one, the start of July, obviously, so we got a new TA playlist game for the month. I don't think we did. We probably missed the voting, didn't we, because we didn't record last week. So the winner was Fallout New Vegas. So if you want to get involved with that, pick up a copy of that. I'm sure you can pick that up physical copy for about two pound nowadays i guess it's yeah digitally it's 12 pounds it's on yeah. back and pat so definitely get involved with that if you're interested badge and all that kind of funky stuff on site uh today like what two hours ago this year's annual international bean dive kicked off so I think this is the ninth one, which is a bit crazy. Yeah, it's it? only ten years old. Um so if you've never been involved with this this is an idea that was brought together by Bean Potter. I don't know why mental this idea. <laughs> so basically, obviously, throughout the years, you accumulate loads of games, whether you buy them pre-owned stores or all the cheap sales, and you the games that you, oh, I'll start that someday, and you never do. So basically, for the next week, the aim is you unlock one achievement in as many of those games as possible, which obviously results in your completion percentage taking a massive hit i mean i do about 10 because i just dip my toes i don't really die but people all do hundreds of games in the week it's yeah. crazy and then you've got a year so until this time next year to try and recover your completion percentage back to what it originally was but you're obviously yes. getting some use out of those games finally that are just sat doing nothing 
Exactly. It's a good um, it's a good incentive to go and play a load of stuff that you've got in your backlog that you've never started yet. But it's important to mention that these have to be games that you've not unlocked an achievement in before. So you will have, if you're anything like me, or any of us, we've all got hundreds of games that we've picked up in the store, or we've got Xbox Game Pass games that we haven't started, or Games with Gold games that we've downloaded and never played. So um, if you go to the Bing Dive Hub, which is uh, linked in the new story, and we'll make sure it's also in the menu bar, there's a button there to start your dive. Make sure you click that before you start unlocking achievements. And we will basically track your entire, uh, first of all, your entire dive and then your recovery to next year with some nice funky charts and all sorts of fun things. And basically it's a little bit of a competition to see you can drop the highest in their completion completion percentage. So you will see it plummet. It is quite enjoyable. <laughs> well, it's quite depressing initially to watch it destroy yeah. itself but then um the amount of satisfaction in getting it back up back up to that level next year is uh well worth it so yeah well done to bean potter for being involved again and suggesting this ridiculous idea in the first place uh, well done for jack for making the pretty graphics and uh, well done to me for making all the stats so uh get over there start your dive you've got over a week to do it so we've included this weekend and next weekend as well plenty of time to go and pop an achievement in everyone it's well worth doing if you if you're like a fan of completion it's like all oh, the f- I've discovered from the last few years some really good little games, you know, that I kind of purchased and just forgot Never started. about. Like uh, that Zombie Driver HD, that was oh, a fun, fun little game. That, that, that had been a few years ago. So, yeah, there's lot, you'll be surprised at some of the games you picked up for, like, five or in a sale and totally forgot about and realised it was well worth playing. Agreed. Okay, let's move on to some regular news. Okay, so EA Access, it's been a bit quiet for a while, I think. I think they announced the game was coming in E3, and then prior to that, there hadn't been anything for a while. So they've announced that there's going to be a few games added to it before the end of September. No exact date yet, but that's going to be Burnout Paradise Remastered, which is pretty cool. That, that's not been out that long, really, has it? No. Uh, Faye, which was one of those little indie games that they do, and I think the quality of them has been pretty amazing that they've done so far. FIFA 18 and The Sims 4. And then there was... a a back compact game that hadn't been announced previously, but Dante's Inferno will be added in the okay. next few months. And I then think that's also... quite well regarded, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I think so. It's not a game for me, but I think yeah, I think it was. Well it's a Devil May Cry style slash em up, I believe. And then they've also announced that there's going to be you know the early play early trial things. Yes, so you get to play Madden from August second. NBA Live from August 31st, NHL 19 from September the 6th, and FIFA 19 from September the twenty. Uh, yes, September the 20th. Looking forward to FIFA 19. We will play that at Gamescom and find out what the new features are, if any. And they announced as well they're going to redo, do you know, like the app, and they're going to do some stuff on the site. Okay. So you can queue games from their website to install on the console and stuff. Nice. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, EAX is well worth picking up. Although, as you say, yeah, it's been a bit quiet for the last six months, but generally it's an absolute bargain for what you get. Um, I paid £19 a year just to pretty much play a week early of FIFA. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that's just one of them. I mean, there's, like, Mirror's Edge came. I suppose there's not been that many unique IPs like Mirror's Edge that they've been releasing. It seems to be all the franchise stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and they haven't done anything. Like, you don't get early access to... I think I don't think you get the trials, or maybe it's a really limited, you know, for like Unravel and stuff like that. I think you only get to play the first level or something like that. I don't think it's, it's the first hours. two levels for Unravel 2. I don't know whether that was only on EA Access or that was for everybody. That might yeah, have been for everybody. They did like a free trial, a limited time that they didn't say when that was everybody on the Xbox recently. Okay. Interesting. All right, moving on, we got some more delistings last month for June. I don't think anybody will be crying too much about them, though. On the Xbox One, we've got Lego The Hobbit. Um, on the 360, we've got a game I've never heard of, <laughs> R.I.P.D. The Game. And then uh, also Rio, those are you. So there's a lot the of interesting game. discussion around the Lego Hobbit one, because I think it's the first Lego game that's been delisted. Yeah, Ooh, and it doesn't make sense to me. You yeah. can understand the license, but then the 360 game's not been removed. It seems like a potentially a bit of a mistake, so I wonder if we'll see it crop back up in a couple of months or so. But, yeah. We had that with uh, Kung Fu Panda recently, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Kung Fu Panda 2-something showdown. Yeah, that Panda got delisted, and then two months later came back. 
interesting. It makes me wonder if you know when they like add the games to the system, they've got a there's a, a, a form they can fill in and it says the license for this will expire on this date and you got to update it, you know, if you've redone the license or something like that. Yeah, otherwise it just removes itself to stop any yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense in terms of the Lord of the Rings as a whole thing. Like they're still there, the the Lego Lord of the Rings haven't gone. It's just that Lego the Hobbit on the Xbox One, bit weird. But we'll see. We happy few. I think it was probably a month or two ago. The game got refused classification in Australia. Um, they resubmitted it and appealed it, and it's been reclassified as an R eighteen plus, which means our Aussie friends will be able to play We Happy Few. Okay, what was the content that they were not happy with, do we know? I think it's more like, I don't think it's anything crazy in the game, I think it's more like the themes in it, you know, because it's all built around a society taking drugs, I think, basically, the whole game, isn't it? And There's some weirdness in there, and I think that was what it was probably for, but... It's probably not even a PG here, probably a U. (laughs) (laughs) Actively encouraged to uh, take the drugs. Um, Okay, and then a game that... I know nothing about what everyone seems to rave about as a series, Shenmue. Yeah, so the remasters have appeared on the Xbox uh, Marketplace now, so you can pre-order them. The big thing it kind of revealed was that the game is going to be releasing on August 21st. It's two games, it's one and two, but it's only available in a bundle. Um, I think it's pretty reasonably priced if you're a big fan of those games. It's like 25 quid or something like that. It's not too bad for two full games, is it? Yeah, but I don't think it's kind of, it's not like a full-on remastered, you know, where they've redone all the art and everything like that. It's kind of like a re-release with some extra touches. But uh, yeah, the it's a bit weird how the, the, the third one is coming to the PlayStation solely and then they're kind of releasing these on the Xbox. It's a bit weird. That makes me think that the third one is potentially timed exclusive for the PlayStation. Yeah, there's a big thing about because that got really that got revealed at E3 a few was it a couple of years ago I guess in the PlayStation conference and they kickstarted it didn't they but then PlayStation threw some money in as well so I don't know but yeah if you're into that not long to wait August 21st you'll be able to play both of them again I, I think if you like those games there's a lot of love <laughs> I don't think it's one for me it's worth knowing there's a 10% discount on the pre-orders as well if you are thinking of yeah. picking it up is it 25 quid or am I totally wrong with that yeah, you are correct. It's £25, but currently reduced to £22.49. Get on it. Pre-order it. Uh, this weekend, if you haven't done so already, there's a Rocket League free weekend. It's already underway, and it's running until July the 9th. So, yeah. I suppose everybody's played it by now, I guess. <laughs> that should have done. Um, and it's also on sale for 50% off if you ha- haven't played it and you enjoy the trial and want to pick it up. Def- if you haven't played it, definitely worth trying out. It's a great game. Yeah, I had a lot of fun on that when we used to play it. Because we did record last week, and in case you've been living under a rock, the games with gold titles this month have been announced. Obviously, the first lot are underway already. So at the moment, you can download Assault Android Cactus until the end of the month and Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown until the 15th on the 360. And then later on, it's going to get Death Squared. is going to be added on the 16th, and Tom Clancy's... Splinter Cell Conviction, which is a decent game, so check that out. Yeah, Death Square's good too. Yeah, we uh, streamed that and had a lot of fun. Mm. Um, Assault Android Cactus is a twin-stick shooter, isn't it? I've no okay. idea. I downloaded it. There's a shooter map. Uh, it's not got great reviews, 3.5 out of 5 currently. I saw someone on my gamer feed saying that this was the first games of gold they had uninstalled. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> well, there's been some shocking games of gold as well. They've obviously, their first month of games of gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got some back compact news. Yeah, so I haven't had any for a seemingly a long time but uh, we had Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter and Assassin's Creed Liberation HD um, so that is now every all the major like, Assassin's Creed games are now back compact which is pretty great yeah all the console ones yeah yeah cool okay let's move on to our mailbag all right so we we literally had loads this week and we had some from last week so sorry if we haven't done it too hot. Yeah. Question of the week is from Tyler. Uh, he says, here in the States, we celebrated the 4th of July with lots of fireworks, which got him thinking, what games do you think 
had the best explosions? Right, okay. For me, this is a good question, by the way. Nice topical question. Just Cause 3 had some absolutely beltingly ridiculous explosions. And having seen the trailer for Just Cause 4, I think there's going to only be hyped up even more, the new one. There was a game called Boom Boom Rocket, which came out on the 360, which I think was Connect. Yeah. No, it wasn't Connect. Controller. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that game. What? I remember that game. Was it not Connect? I'm sure there was a Connect so. mode in it. I remember, remember. I'm sure I got it. Like, do you know them when you got a 360 and you got some free arcade free stuff, games in stock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before the Connect came out, I'm sure I had that game. Okay, so basically, this was a rhythm action firework game. And it had some really interesting, like, different musical choices for the songs that you could choose. But some of them were, like, classical pieces of music, and they <laughs> it just worked really, really well playing these things. And um, they weren't, like, dramatic explosions because they were, you know, fireworks. But the, when you got good at that game, it was quite satisfying. The music really worked, and there was, you know, really pretty, like, fireworky explosions all over the screen. So and all the fireworks never played to the music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a rhythm action um, uh, jobby. So uh, I'd recommend that. Have you, either of you got any explosion favorite games? The first one that jumped to my mind as well was definitely Just Cause 3 because that's just phenomenal, just the way the explosions work with the physics. But I think yeah. an honorable mention is Sniper Elite 4. Okay. Um, that's quality when you're kind of lining up a sniper shot at somebody and then you spot a little red canister next to them and think yeah, 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 yeah. That instead. And then yeah, of course it's a turret or something. Yeah, like a chain reaction of vehicles <laughs> exploding and stuff like that. Dave? I, I just cars three, but okay. on the condition that it's running more than five <laughs> I didn't when, have when the explosions I didn't see much of that um, also the Red Faction games they had some pretty cool um, exp- I think it's not just the explosion it's what happens to the world around it and Red Faction games um, have that now uh, yeah. another one actually I suppose you could include Minecraft uh, Minecraft when you just place TNT all over the floor and watch like, <laughs> the, the floor disappear in the world that's pretty fun I used to do that but... I suppose um, the Battlefield games do it quite well as well don't they yeah, crazy destruction. Yeah. 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 Bad company. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good question. Thank you, Tyler. All right. Next one is from Iron Lord Telric. Uh, he says The current poll on TA is what is our game of the year halfway through 2018? Same question to the members of the podcast. What game for each of you has stood out so far in 2018? Okay, this is a relatively easy one for me. It's Far Cry 5. Um, we just got the achievement list for the next bit of DLC, which is Mars-based, uh, which should be interesting. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to playing that. I did get the season pass. So uh, that game has been... I wonder how... I probably would say head and shoulders of, uh, above anything else I've played this year so far. Um, Dave? I'm struggling. I've not really got a long way through uh, Far Cry 5, so... I suppose the game that I probably played the most and enjoyed the most that has released this year would be on Rush. Yeah, I was going to uh, give it Nothing's really Rush. blown me away this year so far, to be honest. Okay. Dave? Uh, <laughs> Dave again? Dave, Dave. So I think for me, it's going to be A Way Out. Oh, yeah. oh I still need to play A Way Out. Yeah, that was oh. just... I, I don't know, it's just totally different from anything I've ever played before. The focus was all on story. It was a shorter game, but it didn't feel like anything was drawn out too long. It didn't feel like it was boring. It felt like you were playing a huge cliche at points. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you want in yeah. games. And I mean, some of the mechanics were a bit quirky, like the driving and shooting. But overall, it's just a fantastic game and a fantastic experience with somebody else. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to change my vote. You should get married. Yeah. <laughs> we shared <laughs> something beautiful, beautiful together. Yeah, we did. That was the bonus scene at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to also chuck out... I've, I've realised how many games I've played this year, but I'm going to give, chuck out a few honourable mentions. So um, Hellblade, I really enjoyed a lot of that game. Um, I will also big up Onrush. Um but Far Cry 3 Classic Edition, I know it's an old game, but that's been really enjoyable playing that again as well. That's been decent, hasn't it? Oh, and I really enjoyed the first um, two hours of State of Decay 2 that I played as well. That that game seemed quite promising. So, yeah, plenty of plenty of decent stuff this year. I f- sort of forget it all. It's just 
crazy how many games I've played this year already. Yeah, I think especially with all the kind of ID titles and stuff coming out, it's there's a lot of hidden gems there, isn't there? I don't think any of those will obviously stand up to the triple A's, but oh, I don't know. There's some, there's some decent stuff kicking about. Great. Okay, cool question. Thank you, Iron Lord Telric. <laughs> Your iron's not melting in this uh, this heat. Some guy asked, with the E3 showing MS had and them investing more heavily in game studios, long overdue, do you think this generation will see much from it or will we really start to see it pay off next console cycle? Oh, that, is a, that is a good question. So the, I guess the big question that decides the answer to this is when is the next console generation coming? Uh, if it's two years away, then no, I can't see many of those studios getting games in before then. Especially not the brand new one. Uh, we still don't have an idea of when Playgrounds open... What are they calling it? An open RPG? Open world R- action RPG, isn't it? Open world action RPG, yeah. which may or may not be Fable 4. Um, we don't know when that's going to be coming. I imagine it's still a way away yet. If especially, I mean, RPGs take a while to make, obviously. Um, so they've got a crowbar, all that rubbish mechanics in. <laughs> um, it depends a bit as well if the studio's been working on something initially that Microsoft have potentially seen and they've invested in almost specifically for that product in a sense. Because if they're already partway through development and they just haven't announced. As you said, for Santa Monica Studio, they're fresh off the ground. So that's going to be something that's going to be years away, isn't it? Well, yeah, quite. And the same with Ninja Theory, who uh, made Hellblade, yeah, that's uh, which I just picked up. That, that only just released on yeah, Xbox. The interesting thing for them is, though, they got like a hundred people at the studio aren't they? and only 20 of them were kind of working on Hellblade oh, it, okay. came out, it came out a year ago so they've just only been porting it to the Xbox, Xbox. that's all they've had to do so that you don't know how what, I presume they've been working on something in that downtime I mean I, I guess they've got the engine behind it already haven't they so it's and that's a pretty looking game yeah uh, Compulsion Games are not even released. We happy for you. That's like next month, so I can't see anything from them. Yeah, that's not coming out as part of this deal, that's, though, is it? No, that's, that's an interesting in the gearbox, one, actually. Yeah. actually, so I was just wondering if um, they've obviously been reclassified in Australia now. I wonder if that part of that happened because of the clout Microsoft potentially. Yeah, Microsoft, like well. you either do it or we're just not releasing any yeah. games in your country. <laughs> I can't believe it. Really. PCs in your country. Windows 10 is getting shut down. <laughs> <laughs> what are you having to do? I'm not sure they're that bothered. No. Uh, yeah, so I, that's a good question. I don't think we're going to see anything immediately. Obviously, we've got Forza Horizon 4 coming this year from Playground, which will be the best driving game ever made, no doubt. Um, but from the others, I can't see anything coming next year. I'd be surprised no. if we saw anything in 2019. With the rumours of the new Xbox possibly hitting at the end of 2020... These could all be launch titles, which would be pretty special. Yeah. Imagine if they launched with four IPs, four new IPs. That'd be Was there four or five studios? Apparently. There's five, but I can't see the Santa Monica one being done in 2020. Unless it's a small it's studio. No, that's, that's going to be a way up. It's for State of Decay Studio as well, isn't it? Oh, so then obviously, I don't know, they might be able to whip out a State of Decay 3, like yeah. in yep. a couple of years, I guess, but I don't see anything for, yeah, a couple of years, I imagine. Yeah, I think it's going to be end of 2020, start yeah, of which is the original, which was the which surprised me, but is what the rumours were about the next Xbox I, coming was, was that time. I think it depends how the kind of console cycle goes as well, because... They're obviously investing in you can play all your games you own now on the or all your old games on the new console and vice versa. I guess that's going to continue on no matter what. Yeah, I don't I know if it goes like a PC, like kind of you know. Back, I like the back, back compat. I'm not so sure about forward compat. I think it limits you too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's say an Xbox One Z comes out. <laughs> you can't imagine them making games for that that are going to be workable on a normal Xbox One. So you're thinking they're going to potentially introduce a new tier of back compat in a sense then, so it's going to be Xbox One X back compat to future console. So your Xbox One X games will run in an emulator, or your Xbox One games are running an emulator on your new Xbox instead. Yeah, there's no problem doing it that way. It's the other way that's the issue. Yeah. So at the moment, the weird thing is that you can buy a game that will, but will work on your Xbox One X that also works on your Xbox One. I thought they'd ditch that by now. I was totally wrong. <laughs> if it's got to, I really thought it was going to limit them too much. It's definitely got to be some limit of power somewhere where the processing becomes too much. Yeah, well. exactly. So I imagine the, the, the new thing, if they carry on with that, was that 
games will be playable on the X and the new one, but not on the original Xbox One. If it is 2020, what would that be? Seven years, I guess, wouldn't it, since the mm. Xbox One originally launched? Yeah, but only three since the X. Yeah. Which is a very short time, really. Don't know. I'm getting excited just talking about it. <laughs> new IPs and new consoles. Yeah. Brilliant. Crazy times. Um, okay, one more question. Yep, from Ian Triplo, topical question. Um, he's giving you a choice. New Xbox hardware announcement and the, de- and the development kit arriving in the office or okay. England winning the World Cup. So <laughs> this is actually really easy for me because <laughs> uh, England winning the World Cup is just so ridiculously once-in-a-generation uh, thing, whereas I imagine even if we didn't get a development kit for the next Xbox, which we will, um, we get the one after that. So <laughs> I'm going to take the World <laughs> Cup win all day long. Plus, also, I, I spend the whole year, or in fact, every two years, saying I don't really care about watching England play football. I care <laughs> more about my club. But you can't help but get sucked into it. You get caught up in the uh, atmosphere, don't you? You do. And especially if they're playing well, which they are, and they seem like a nice bunch of lads, which they are. And um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. Come on, England. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to new achievement list. It's been a lot. Yeah, tons. So we've uh, had Gnome's Garden Free, the Thief of Castles, with 12 achievements for a 1,000 gamer score. Never heard of that one before it popped up. <laughs> this is the third not, iteration. Yeah, Gnome's I don't know what happened to the other two. Garden 2 now? But, wow. Yeah. Uh, we had ACO Neo Geo Samurai Showdown 5, um, with 12 achievements for 1,000 gamer score. Then we had... Load of ACA Neo Geo games release on Windows 10. That's five in total. Or with 12 achievements for a 1,000 gamer score. They're milking that stuff. Yeah, they are. Six quid a pop. No bundles available. No discounts. Uh, Then we had Wheel Spin Frenzy with 11 achievements for a 1,000 gamer score. As Divine Hearts with 15 achievements for a 1,000 gamer score. The Spectrum Retreat with 15 achievements. The Moose Man with 15 achievements. Nidhogg 2 with 13 Again, I must have missed Nidhogg, Nidhogg 1. I think um, it released, didn't that release Games with Gold, the first one? I can't remember. Nidhogg. I've never heard of Nidhogg. it. Nidhogg. I know the name from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where, though. Nidhogg 2 has, um, it's currently ranked 5 out of 5. Nidhogg. From the developer. Nidhogg 1 doesn't <laughs> yeah, exist on the site. From, so. one, from one vote. Yeah, the developers had that. Yeah, the first one doesn't exist on the site, so I'm terribly wrong with that one. Making up new talk of games. Okay, then next up we had uh, Gekido Kintaro's Revenge with 21 achievements. Then we had Hotel Transylvania 3 Monsters Overboard with 25 achievements. And this is a is it an animated film tie-in or something? Someone messaged me about yes, it. Yes, Hotel, Hotel yeah. Transylvania is a film that Daisy wants to watch, so yes, I can definitely yeah. confirm that. And it's the first one for a long time, um, supposedly like film tie-in. But um, Then we have Long Reach with 15 achievements and Epic Loon with 10 achievements. Wow, and lots of games. On the DLC front, we had the Sacrifice title update release for Warframe with one achievement for 100 gamer score. Lost on Mars DLC hit for Far Cry 5, which had a lot of excitement. That's got seven achievements for 300 gamer score. Where we had the Universal Classics Pinball pack hit in Pinball FX VR on Windows 10, with nine achievements for 225 gamer score. Then Minecraft, Android, iOS, Nintendo Switch, Kindle Fire, Gear VR, and Windows Phone all got the Aquatic Phase 2 update all with four achievements for 120 gamer score. You can earn achievements on any platform you like these days, folks. As long as you're playing Minecraft. Apart from PlayStation, as long as you're playing (laughs) Minecraft, yes. Okay, let's talk about new releases. So uh, I just had a quick look at Wheel Spin Frenzy, because that's got wheels in it. (laughs) It sounds like a driving game. Uh, That is out today. That has currently got a score of five out of five on the developer from a single vote. So might be worth checking out. Um, As Divine Hearts and the Journey Down Chapter 3 is also out today. Now, the Journey is a weird one because the 
original bundle contained all three versions, all three chapters, uh, which you could pick up a couple of months ago. So the final individual one is now available as of today. I don't know anything about those games. They're worth playing them if you're in them for score. Okay. With a guide, you can do them in probably half an hour, if that. Oh, wow. It's okay. 4,000 Gs per one. Uh, there is an achievement. Game, isn't it? Yeah, there's an achievement on one of them for finishing the game in under 40 minutes. And it's just a point and click game. Um, okay. It seemed quite fun, though. We streamed the first chapter a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did you? Okay. Did you complete it? Uh, we didn't, no, but we didn't use a guide either. So. Okay. Um, next week on Tuesday, Bomber Crew is, is the standout. That's an interesting game I played at um, Gamescom. Check out the Gamescom podcast for more details on that. I, I quite enjoyed it. Defiance 2050 and Shining Resonance Refrain are out. Warhammer Vermintide 2, which again is another big title, I believe. Uh, 20XX and Ghost 1.0. And then next Friday, you have quite a few of the ones that you just mentioned, including uh, Lego The Incredibles, which is obviously a tie-in to the film franchise. Oh, and All-Star Fruit Racing is coming out, which uh, I had quite a lot of fun with at Gamescom as well. Uh, excellent thank you for your time thanks for listening to us today and we'll be back next week hope to see you on the streams where you can win some cool stuff bye 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 bye